And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin, right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics, and this week's hot politics. We are speaking, we are continuing, I think it's like a, a series that we're doing now, because there's like a plan that people are having. Um, but there is a rollout plan for new smart meters in south africa where escom basically will be able to control how much electricity we use in our house homes pastor gav do you want to give a more brief explanation yeah well obviously in south africa we've had this uh, problem going back to about 2008 uh, which is called load shedding yeah and um, in terms of the title load shedding uh, what that is is a uh, is another word for rolling blackouts and uh, so in terms of the, the rolling blackouts, um, that, that means there's, uh, depending what level you're on, there's a certain amount of uh, time when your power is cut because uh, ESCOM, the power utility, sheds the load. So what has now been proposed is to put new electricity meters into the homes of every single South African that utilizes electricity. And... Um, these, these, these meters, these electricity meters are called smart meters and uh, what, it, what, it, uh, what it is going to do, they say, is going to so- solve the problem of load shedding. But it's going to solve the problem of, of load shedding with uh, what they call demand side manage- management. So in other words, they uh, say, right, we're not, we're not switching your power off, <laughs> but we're switching your power off at your home. So officially, we won't be down, we won't be shedding the load, but we'll be restricting the load you can use. And so, yeah, that, that's, you know, the question is, what's that all about? And, uh, you know, we're going to give our thoughts on it. Yeah, that's what we're going to be speaking about. It's going to be quite interesting, as always, because this is a political show where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Active FM radio has never, ever been better. Haven't you heard? It's the Netflix of radio. So we are speaking about, it's actually, they actually have a word for it because we know load shedding as, you know, some areas have electricity, other areas don't have electricity. It's going to be called, or people are starting to call it load limiting. That's what they're calling it, load limiting. And on the 30th of September, 2003, this year, uh, my broadband uh, released an article that's, that's titled ESCOM's plan to control electricity supply to every home in South Africa. And it says ESCOM's plan to remotely control 
household electricity consumption is gaining momentum, with the utility successfully implementing a pilot program in four ways and looking to expand the installation of smart meters across the country. Um, this was revealed in ESCOM State of the System briefing on Wednesday, where this is speaking of last week Wednesday. Um, what was last week Wednesday's date? The 27th, on the 27th. Yeah. Where the utility outlined its plans to reduce load shedding in the coming months. Aside from improvements to the performance of its generation fleet, ESCOM is looking to remotely manage household electricity demand by installing smart meters. Um, ESCOM's group executive for distribution, Monde Bala, said the rollout of smart meters to residential properties will continue apace um, in, the, in the coming months as part of ESCOM's demand-side management program. These smart meters will give ESCOM in inverted commas, uh, or not inverted commas, but quoting Mr. Bala, Ability to remotely manage demand from households. Um, they want to install a smart meter in every South African household, and it's said to cost 16 billion rand and take four years to do. These smart meters support two-way communication, which empowers ESCOM to limit the power supply at home. And I'm just going to stop there for now. What are your thoughts on that so far? Well, um, this is something that was predicted. Mm. Um, you know, many, many, many years ago that um, they were going to introduce this concept called smart cities. Mm-hmm. And the city, the, the, the smart actually comes from the fact that they, they, they're talking about moving towards sustainable development and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. So what that means is they're going to limit how much you can travel. Yeah. So that's where the concept 15-minute cities comes from where they're going to set up everything within 15 minutes of your house. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, smart phones, smart everything, and obviously a smart meter, which means now that um, they can, first of all, analyze and monitor exactly what you're using your electricity for. Yeah. So it's actually freaky. Hmm. They can work out what appliances you've got on your electricity from these meters. Yeah. And uh, in addition to that, they can say, right, um, you can't use a geezer, you know, you can't use your fridge or whatever. And they can actually stop you using the stuff. So they stop you traveling. And what the whole smart thing is all about, that they call it smart, but it's actually control meters, mm. control cities. Yeah. It's about control. Yeah. And so they control how much you can consume. They control how much you can move. And so we're moving into a world where, they can con- where they're going to control everything. Yeah. And uh, now the justification that they're using here is they're saying they can stop load shedding. And I don't think that every South African is going to, if they understood what these guys are doing, because yeah. it's in the news. This is mainstream news right now. And, uh, you know, two, three years ago, if you predicted they were going to do this, they would have said you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Now they're promoting it. The Minister of Electricity in South Africa is promoting this. Yeah. And um, I don't think that South Africans are going to see this as a solution to, um, you know, to, to, to the problem of rolling blackouts. Yeah. So you don't, you don't switch off, but now all the person can switch on is their lights. They can't even put on a kettle. 
They nope. can't use a microwave can't oven. Can't use a microwave. Yeah. And then and then if the guys in in, in places like in the states and Europe have their way, you won't be able to use gas either. Mm. Or an open fire. Mm. Why an open fire? Carbon. Oh yeah, yeah. All of these things are carbon, and and then um, the U.S. Secretary of Climate, which is uh, John Kerry, mm-hmm. he made a speech recently in the last two weeks or so about um, we have to change farming. And if you listen to what he's saying, basically, we have to stop farmers farming. Why? Well, to for climate change. But then what's going to happen is the world's not going to have enough food. Mm. That is true. You know, this plan for 2030. In fact, you were basically speaking about uh, people not being able to turn on their kettles and microwaves and stuff. The article continues and it says that Bala said the smart meter enable meters enable the utility to reduce the current passing into a household from 60 amps to 10 amps. This allows the property to keep some basic appliances such as lights, a TV and a Wi-Fi router. The reduction the reduction in current in current to 10 amps will also ensure that traffic lights are in the area still remain functional. However, households will not be able to use energy intensive appliances such as a geezer, microwave and kettles. And again, it continues to speak about the fact that um, they they had they launched it successfully in four ways, which is a suburb here in Johannesburg in the north in the north of Johannesburg now and continues later in the article and it says that this is the 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 minister of electricity speaking and he clarified that this does not mean that South Africans will not have hot water when needed. Instead, they will only have hot water when they need it. And I remember actually reading another article that was speaking about the fact that is it going to be now like, you know, like with the lockdowns where everyone, there was at a specific time you had to be in your households and whatever and all of these things. So are they going to now set a time where everyone must use a geezer or your geezer can only turn on in this this time which is not really what's the word it's it doesn't work with the type of society that we have because we have people who come from work at different times people who leave for work at different times so who's going to set the times and then we are living in a control society more than we're living in a a democracy even if it's something like electricity so what are your thoughts on that now well obviously it's just a plan to control yeah and uh um these people are supposed to be governing, you know, for the people, of the people, and by the people. Yeah. And yet, every decision they take is against what the overwhelming majority of people want. Mm. So even the climate change stuff, I'm telling you now, um, many South Africans are carrying on as if everything's normal, except that, um, you know, prices <clears throat> of things like uh, energy and food and all of these sorts of things is going through the roof. So people are starting to complain about that, but I don't think the increases have been big enough yet that it's really biting. Mm. But it's going to start biting soon because you know people can ex- can uh, adjust to increases, uh, uh, then it gets to a point where the increases just get too much mm. in pricing without an increase in salary and that you can no longer will afford to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
what we're seeing in many of these so-called democracies and they always talk about we have to defend democracy and they make war in the name of defending democracy mm. but the reality is that what is a democracy yeah the, there's a slogan the people shall govern mm. and you know that is fake because mm. i'm telling you now the people aren't governing no you know in the world that we're in yeah so um I actually feel it's very disingenuous of them and they're actually marketing this as a solution to load shedding. Mm. But anyone who starts thinking a little bit is going to say, but hang, hang ten a second, what are you changing? Yeah. You're still shedding X amount of load. And the fact of the matter is if, if, you, if you keep the power on, but you say, now I can't use a kettle. Doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't change anything. How does that make sense? How are you improving anything? Yeah, because what happens with to the household where there's, for instance, babies. Yeah. It's not like you can decide because one of the things they're saying is that they're going to work with electricity on peak, in peak hours. Yeah. Where they're going to limit electricity in peak hours and stuff. But what now happens, because it's not like you can predict when a child is going to need uh, a bottle or, or all of these things. Now, what happens when parents can't make bottles because of all of these things so there's a lot and i think what they need to also do which i don't think they will do is if they were testing it in four ways i'm sure there is data out there or they've collected data in terms of how many people were satisfied with the services and instead of just promoting it as something that is successful and they're going to start in 2024 they need to let the what's this the country know how many people were success, who, how many people were actually happy with what these were doing and they were very smart they decided to do it in uh in the north where most of the a lot of people sometimes generally side with whatever the status quo is whereas in the south where people actually um are dependent on certain services and certain things i think they would have gotten a better or more accurate, what's this data set, or more accurate um, results of the whole situation? Yeah, <clears throat> so Four Ways is obviously a wealthy area <clears throat> in the north of Johannesburg. <clears throat> and uh, so one of the things that many of those people have, they'll have inverters. Yeah. Although I'm sure Eskom's going to affect that. So, so um, you know, the, I mean, there's a big campaign now against inverters. Really? Why? Yes, in the media. Because they're saying that when, when people come on after load shedding, all the inverters kick in. So um, they, they're drawing a lot of power now in order to charge them up. So, um, yeah. But people also have solar. Yeah. But the reality is, in terms of what they're talking, um, if, you, if you're watching the news carefully, uh, you're going to end up in a place whereby... Um, uh, you know, s- s- ever, you, you're going to be affected. Eh? Yeah. And you're not going to have the power at the times when you need the power. Mm. So they've just banned many of the inverters, for example, in Cape Town. That is so weird. I did not know that was happening. It's in the main news. The the, the DA-led government in the West, in, in Cape Town. Yeah. They've banned a whole lot of the inverters and so they're saying... You must register if you want it and also if it's linked to solar panels then it must be a certain type and so now people have put the things in now you say it's illegal yeah i mean um yeah 
in the old days you couldn't do that yeah that's true that's true and then the second part of this whole thing is that it's they say that it's going they estimate that's going to cost about 16,000 16 billion rand sorry not thousand 16 billion rand to be able to install uh, the smart meters in every South African household, and each meter costs 3,000 rand. Now, in the My Broadbank um, article, all they have is in inverted commas, it says that a major financier who also a major financier will also partner with the government government to facilitate the rollout of the smart meters and provide financing for poorer households. Now, my question is, who is this major financier? Because generally when projects like this happen, they are so happy to mention who the, what's this, who's going to be financing, who's going to be providing what and all of these things, especially if it's going to affect the country. They should be transparent in inverted commas um, about who's doing all of these things. The fact that they don't have, they're, they're not mentioning a name is very concerning for me. Because then who is this major financier and how much, how much say do they have in the whole project? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, obviously it, it's very suspicious that they just say in inverted commas in the article a major financier. Yeah. And, um, you know, who, who's pushing the agenda hmm. that the Saving government's pushing? And... Uh, I think now that anyone who's looking into this carefully, you, you cannot help but think the agenda being pushed by the South African government is coming from outside South Africa. Yeah. And it's people with large purse strings. Mm. And so certain issues are being forced on the country from outside the country. No, that's true. And yeah. who, who cares about, about um, democracy? Mm. Who cares about the will of the people? Yeah. So, I mean, the major finance here is that is the surname a Rothschild? Is the surname Oppenheimer? Mm. Is the surname Rupert? Yeah. Is the surname Blackrock? Mm. Or would it be PTY LTD? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, um, isn't isn't this now an interference by a private individual of the government of South Africa? Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that's true. And um, it, so the Minister of Electricity was interviewed at, um, on ENCA earlier this year because this is not the first time that they're actually speaking about it. They started speaking about it. Um, when I was doing research for the show, I saw uh, quite a few articles that were in April and stuff like that. And he was interviewed and the presenter actually pushed back on the whole idea. And one of the things that the interview, the interviewer, the presenter said was that South Africans did not put themselves in this crisis and thus should not be forced to switch off their appliances. And then the minister's response was, you can make that argument and remain in the dark, meaning that they've already made their decision that they, this is the direction they're going and this is what we're going to do. I mean, at, there was a show earlier where we were like, oh, the minister of of electricity, you know, he's doing good and whatever. But now I'm like, I don't trust this guy. I think he's also bought out like a lot of our politicians. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, when were you excited about him? There was, there was, it was earlier, like middle of the year. It was middle of the year. Yes, it was middle of the year. What magic? What was it they did that magic started? It was something that was happening. I think load shed. No, since when we when we compared when he was appointed, the, the load shedding kind of decreased in a sense. Not that we have had no load shedding or whatever, but then there's been there was a decrease, or there's been a decrease in load shedding. Yeah. Well, at times. True. At times, there's been an increase. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, <clears throat> they haven't put this to a vote. Yeah. And I haven't seen this on any of the African National Con- Con- uh, Congress's uh, election campaign promises. Yeah. So we're going to do load limiting. We're going to limit the load in your house. Yeah. Um, in order to stop load shedding. So mm-hmm. instead of in improving our power generating capacity, which is what they should be doing, what they're doing instead is to say, right, we're not we're not increasing anything. We're not we're not actually going to fix the problem. We're just going to limit how much power you can use. Mm-hmm. So then we can, on the surface, pretend, pretend like everything's fine. Yeah. So that's actually what he's saying. It's um. It's actually also saying that. He's telling people, you know, we don't care what the public thinks. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. We're going to do what we want anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. When you say he's bought like the other politicians, um, in, in the government system that we have, the politicians are all bought. doesn't matter which party they're part of. Mm. So, I'm glad you realized that uh, they're all bought. And then this is outside of South Africa, but more looking at the whole concept of smart meters and a deeper look. So we're looking now deeper into the whole thing and their their plan for 2030 and what we've been speaking about in our show and stuff, where obviously because it's a smart meter, it collects data and, and, and things like that. There are a lot of countries that have actually banned smart meters because people are concerned about their privacy because they're saying that all it collects is energy data but then if it's if it's connected to a tower or if it's connected to a network somewhere if people have smart TVs in their houses if people have smartphones in their houses even they can collect that data as well so uh, that is another concern that people have for these smart meters what are your thoughts on that um, look, all, all I'm seeing is is that um, the the predictions that came, which um, came from your favorite people like Alex Jones, yeah, and people like him, the so-called conspiracy theorists who need to who need to um, you know be be sued and, and <laughs> they've spent over a billion dollars in damages, you know, type of thing. Um, their words are coming true, yeah, and. Alex Jones spoke back in about 2007 about smart cities and, you know, everything would be smart. Mm. And that's what's happening. And even if you look here in Johannesburg, for example, at how they're building complexes. So people are being shoved into these smaller and smaller places and now you're getting these complex, you know, these apartment buildings, Mm. which they're building with old shipping containers. Really? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, so, and I mean, if you look at how small those apartments are, so you, 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 you're coming into what is called a coffin-sized living space. Mm. 
and then you save space so um you know so um <laughs> you, you can live in like one by two meters or something like that um and uh then on top of that they introduced the whole thing with lockdowns so they're that controlled movement mm. then they say with climate change we need to do lockdowns i mean if you just listen to these people and most of them are rich that are flying on Learjet planes you know what i'm saying yeah um I'm not I'm not 100% sure how to put into words the thoughts that I have towards the thinking of of people like that yeah 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 I think my final thought would be if we look at the plan for agenda 2030 if we look at what our president was speaking about recently at the UN UN summit um, and looking at what they're wanting to do with the smart with the smart meters and stuff there's obviously a very big plan for control like you mentioned earlier as well but it's not it's not all gonna the control is not going to come from where we think it's going to come from because i mean a lot of people have been speaking about no the government wants to monitor what you do your phone calls and whatever and people a lot of people think it will be through your phone or through uh, drones and all of these things, but it will come from small things like this, the smart meters, your the lockdowns and all of these things. So we just need to be aware, I guess. A lot of people need to be aware and actually read between the lines in the in the news articles that come out, in the news presentations that come out and all of these things. Yeah, it's the same as they're talking in California, that they're aiming at no one having ownership of cars by 2030. Hmm. I mean, it sounds like the same motive. Mm, yeah. It sounds like the same agenda is behind it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and why these guys, I mean, by 2030, it's 2023. No one's going to own cars. Sure. Yeah, no. You know, and Klaus Fob was, was at a, a summit, I think, last week, where he's talking about the fact that all the delegates, the next time they meet in this conference, which is about sustainability, that uh, they will go onto an app similar to Uber and they'll order a, a, a ride to the airport and then a self-driving, self-automated car will come and pick them up. Sure. And then they'll get onto the plane. You know, one thing they're not speaking about with these self-driving cars is... So I was watching this a video. I don't even know how I came across this video. But um, they basically showed... It's called... Uh, what's this? rechargeable car graveyard basically and there was millions of cars it was in i think it was either in china or somewhere there where they're making a lot of these um uh rechargeable cars battery powered cars sorry battery powered cars and um a lot of them in this documentary that i was watching a lot of them obviously at some point you can't recharge anymore and they have to do away with it but all they do is they park them in these graveyards and there's a, there were millions. There were a whole lot of them. And the, the guy in this documentary was saying that some of them get bought out and then they work on the parts and all of these things. But because a lot of these things were older models, they just park there. So they're busy pushing all of these self-driving cars and stuff. And I think it's the same with the solar yes. panels and what what's going to happen when they get to the end of their durability or whatever. What are yes. they going to do with it? Um 
So those are things that people they don't speak about that people actually need to start asking and stuff. In yes. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7 it says, "Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus." Yeah, so what this is talking about obviously is the fact that um when you hear about all these smart things and you hear about all this control, just pray about it. Yeah. And get yourself close to God. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to work? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. Um, I think there's a very big chance that the plans are not going to work. Yeah. But uh, whether they work or not is irrelevant because um, you can sit now stressing about it, getting anxious, wanting to tell everyone about it. Or you can begin to pray and you can yeah. connect with God. And then even if it does happen, if you've got the relationship with God, He will give you the power to sustain those things. And um, that's why it says, you know, pray always and pray on every occasion. It's to help us through the day because whatever we're going through, we need Jesus. Yeah. And uh, whatever country you're in, there's no politician that's going to save you from this. Um, the system is, is far too pervasive, far too strong and far too big. And so at the end of the day, um, whoever gets into power is stuck in the system. Yeah. So they can't they can't overcome it anyway. Yeah. And that's what take it to the Lord. Okay, yeah. because um, uh, you know, the Lord will sustain you. Yeah. The Lord will bless you and the Lord will guide you. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know your thoughts on our social media platforms. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix. And with me in studio, we've had... Gavin Insulin. Pastor Gavin Insulin, right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. Active FM. Radio has never been better.